Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If Punk shows up, do you just start the show with him doing a promo? Nope. You got to milk it to the last possible second. Not even a promo. Music hits at the end. He just stands at the top of the ramp with a smirk. Promo goes out on socials after. And that was all before the first match. When it comes to professional wrestling, if you are talking about it, we are talking about it. Welcome to the Wrestle Chat Podcast with the Ant-Man. You know, it's not often that our text before pay-per-view predicts to a T how the pay-per-view actually ends. But at Survivor Series, it most certainly did. Welcome to episode 35 of the Wrestle Chat Podcast. I'm your host, the Ant-Man. And for the foreseeable future... We shall call him and change his name to Nostradamus. Not only predicting that he'd come back, but predicting how it would happen. Michael Nostradamus Glavin, welcome back, Soothsayer. How are you? I'm good, man. You know, as as cool as Nostradamus is, mm-hmm. obviously that is already a person. I think I'm going to go ahead and steal the name <laughs> The Oracle. The Oracle, and just sure. Call, I'm going to call myself The Oracle. Um, no, it's good to be back. Thanks for having me. Um, excited to talk about a very just lightning in a bottle week in professional wrestling. Um, nobody can guess at all what we're going to talk about this no, week, I'm sure. Not at all. Um, but man, I'm excited to uh, peel back the layers and jump into this with you. Well, it's nice to know that you now have a wrestling name. I'm the Ant-Man, you're the Oracle. I like it. Uh, We always give our honest uh, opinion on things that go down in the world of pro wrestling, and oftentimes we do agree. Uh, You know, I'd say if either of us leaned one way or the other with CM Punk uh, or favorited one angle over the other in the past, you've you've tended to lean pro-punk. I would say I've leaned anti-punk. Not that I'm against CM Punk at all or hate his guts, and not that you worship the ground that he walks on, but... That could kind of describe the tendencies with him that we've had, you know, not getting into Raw or you know the reveal just yet. But what was your first reaction to CM Punk standing in the spotlight at a WWE event, Michael? Pure shock. I mean, mm-hmm. um, you're right. I am, um, you know, I lean to the pro side of CM Punk and um, 
it was just it was that that lightning through my body not to use that expression <laughs> twice in a short time but there there are few things anymore that make me pop yeah. and man i just i was i was laying down uh you know because i'm on the the i'm in east coast time um but but just flew out of bed in excitement and was just on my feet and so the reaction was just this surge of adrenaline just complete excitement reminds me of why you know i'm a professional wrestling fan well and you know too that we we had heard this is weeks leading up to it all cm punks and talks to go showing up at wwe is it going to be survivor series it could be royal rumble there's no talks at all nothing is happening nobody's talking to cm punk but he did he was backstage at this one event and then he was asked to leave and then he showed up in impact i think he's going to impact what if he goes to new japan and then just silence and I think yep. the silence is is the biggest part of where things happen is when when you guys shut up for a little while and leave this alone and move on to something else. That's when we can work and we make yep. some fun stuff for you. You know, it still baffles me, though, that this the return of CM Punk to WWE is the biggest, the biggest social event in the company's history. Bigger than Stone Cold at WrestleMania 38 in Dallas, bigger than The Rock's return just, you know, like a month ago. This is the single biggest social event in the company's history that in and of itself has to be you know just a huge i would say a major win for cm punk i mean even triple h described it as hell freezing over immediately we saw several fan posts of seth rollins and his reaction to punk being there whether it be a work or shoot he was not happy there's rumors that drew blazed a trail out of there because of how upset he was CM Punk was there. At least that was that, that was the story that went along with him exiting the building. I've seen several responses from other superstars, though. When asked, they have responses that were, you know, I would say political to tepid about his return to WWE, CM Punk's return anyway. If you had to guess what Punk thought of the talent responses to him coming back, what would you say those were? Yeah, I I think he would have had to have known that from a behind the curtain thing, it was going to be an uphill battle. I would think so, um, too. Yeah, he he's he definitely speaks his mind. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure that he means what he says. But at the same time, he is definitely a person that says the entirety of what he thinks. <laughs> and and sometimes the entirety of what we think is not intended uh, to be amplified out of our mouths. Um, and so with, with that said, I don't think he has backtracking to do because I think a lot of the things that he said while harsh and blunt were true um, when he said them about WWE and the way things were working and et cetera, so forth. Um, you know, the what was fine, the how we could raise some questions about, but I think he knows knew that, um, he was going to have to make the rounds, shake some hands, kiss some babies. Mm -hmm. And and I think, um, not to get too far ahead, but I, I have a feeling we're going to see uh, a best behavior punk for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's boring. Uh, Saturday's <laughs> buzz carried that momentum over, uh, you know, to Monday's Raw. But before we get there, we're going to make you wait. Like, they made you wait on CM Punk. We're going to make you wait. Before we get there, we need to talk the Manchild Chronicles podcast. Yesterday, we saw a new episode drop for you, Ryan, John, and Jay, your cohorts on the Manchild Chronicles podcast. Uh, what do we need to check out? 
in this latest episode, Michael? Well, um, we are we have found out that um, we really love jumping on live with everybody, being yeah. able to chat with people, yeah. hit the comments and everything. So this week uh, we ran live again earlier in the week, uh, posted up a more polished version, uh, you know, that, that was produced on Friday um, to kind of, you know, for uh, archive and long-term storage purposes, if you will, really <laughs> fun episode um, uh, where we played uh, two truths and a lie. Okay. And then we also, uh, oh yeah, it's great. And we also, uh, I'll admit, and you know, the guys on here, if, you know, watching this episode, I was not excited for this, but it turned out to be super fun. We did a draft of the best TV show themes of all time. <laughs> and, and man, you don't realize how many absolute bangers are out there so i'll tell you this for this draft we played all the songs live in real time i want nice. you to come join us uh, check the replay out from the live event comment on it um subscribe if you hit us up on youtube um it was a really really fun time you guys won't regret it you know what i was gonna say i was gonna tell you this before we jumped on the podcast today before we started recording is uh, we need to do a draft of the best intro songs because i've had <sighs> cult of personality stuck in my head since <laughs> since last saturday yep. night and uh, have just and just randomly in random places be singing it that uh, yep. we should do that sometime and we'll take that cue for the man child chronicles listen if you're watching this right now on youtube the man child chronicles podcast is easy to access on our channel we have a heading that says other channels that we love and the man child chronicles podcast channel link is right there click on it hit subscribe you'll be glad you did sunday sunday was a rough day in the world of pro wrestling it's the day that we just had to wait and guess what might happen if cm punk was on raw and surely he was going to be on raw i mean there was no way that he wasn't going to show up right Right. However, WWE did make us wait two hours and 50 minutes from the start of the show to finally hear something from the Second City Savior. But it wasn't the first time we heard his name in the ring that night. Seth, knowing that those social videos, those those candid videos of him going off on CM Punk uh, did well. Not, maybe not to the extent that CM Punk's did, but he definitely knew that his feelings were out there in the Twitterverse. Uh, he just met the the chance head on when he came out to the ring, mentioning it was the last time they ever wanted to hear that hypocrite's name. Michael, initial thoughts on not only Seth's viral video that was spreading around, but his mention of Punk and him being a hypocrite. What did that make you think about? Uh, again, uh, kind of referencing back to what I said earlier, um, dude speaks his mind. And I think for a lot of people, um, they're not happy with, you know, somebody taking digs at people or the company or this, that, whatever. And when you're talking about that, he was fighting for the competition a mere three months ago. Um, you know, there's, there's some weirdness to that. Yeah. And sure. we know that, um, long before this was ever, a thought or a possibility in any uh, section of the multiverse, you know, Seth had some pretty critical things to, to say about CM Punk, yeah. you know, long before this ever could have been imagined. And so is there some real beef there? Yeah, I think there is. Um, but the, the great thing is Seth is a professional and if they got to do business together, I have no doubt that it's going to be safe and it's going to be, 
um, you know, captivating and it's going to make money. And so regardless about how they feel uh, each other personally, um, if we end up seeing them square off, which it kind of feels like we will, uh, I have I have high expectations for it. Yeah, well, we we already heard in the show. We had already heard from Randy, we heard from Seth, and we even heard from from Cody Rhodes. And when it, it, there was only like ten minutes, I think it was like ten minutes left in the show. We heard the static and cult of personality hit, and for the first time in almost ten years, we see CM Punk standing in a WWE ring with a live mic in his hand. We definitely know how dangerous that is with CM Punk. I want to know your honest opinion of what punk had to say you know i think it was the best that it possibly could have been his his promo was very polarizing um there were some people that wanted the hellfire brimstone version of punk and and honestly i didn't want that you know this is this is a celebratory homecoming of of the voice of the voiceless this is something we've we've (laughs) waited for such a long time for um you know love him or hate him he is one of the most unique individuals um, personality wise that has ever been in in the WWE. And when you look at his his time from 2011 to 2014, he dominated yeah. our television screens. Yeah. I mean, absolutely dominated. And, um, you know, he made waves. Uh, when he debuted in AEW as the return to professional wrestling, but he said it best that, you know, coming back to WWE was not just, um, coming to back to professional wrestling like he did in AEW. This was coming home hmm. because while he was an Indies guy, WWE is, is what put him on the, um, the large scale map. Sure. He was very famous in Ring of Honor and, and, and I'm not taking any credit away from his time on the indies, but coming to WWE, they made him a, a superstar. And, um, it, it was just, it was the perfect way to re-enter the WWE to say, I missed you. I'm home. And then, you know, my, my favorite part, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. Okay, we're going to break this down a little bit because here are my thoughts on this promo. Very candid, raw, real. Uh, it was safe. the The promo was safe. He didn't he didn't ruffle any feathers with the promo. He he did address what everybody expected him to address, and not directly. He didn't say Seth's name, but he he obviously addressed that everybody loved him coming back. You know, even people kissed him on the mouth. Uh, everybody, well, not everybody. There there were some that didn't have that feeling. Some people who were scared. And which I thought was kind of cool. I like because I think the best punk that we that we ever get is when he has real beef. With, I say real beef. Yeah. Let's just talk about wrestling world real. Okay. So whatever real yeah. that is, when it, it's perceived that he has a real issue with somebody, that's the best punk we yeah. get. Whether he is a heel or a face. Now he does a really good job of being a heel and doing heelish things when he is a heel. And but he's he's like a, a Steve Austin face where it's like it's don't take any BS, baby face. CM Punk. Yep. That's how he is when he's when he's a face. Uh, yep. And, you know, it, I felt it was whitewashed. It was very friendly, which is fine. But to me, it didn't honestly it didn't feel like either one of those punks. It didn't feel like a heel punk and it didn't feel like the babyface punk that we know him as and love him as until the end. And you mentioned it is when he said, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. Hang on a second. You just said 
that you came back home first. You came back home to the place that 10 years ago you said was the worst thing to ever happen to you mentally, yep. physically. Uh, you go on your friend's podcast, who's no longer your friend anymore, and you completely trash the company that built you up. And you say it's the worst place ever. And now you're coming back and telling us that you're back home. I, I, WWE wants you to forget the past. Typically yep. in the past they have. But fans don't. They don't forget that kind of stuff. Is he here for the fans? Well, he said he was. Remember, he said, I love you guys. You never stop chanting my name. and I love you for that. Or is he back to make money? Can it be both? Sure. But it felt like this was the script handed to Punk. You fill in the blanks. It's an ad lib, Punk. Go ahead and fill in the blanks. But this is what we want you to say. And you can fill in some places there. And then when he dropped the mic and looked in the camera, we saw... CM Punk. Yep. And he was I, honest and he was real and raw. What are you going to say? Yeah. Um, I, I definitely think he wove in and out of character throughout the segment because yeah. uh, you mentioned it briefly uh, a little bit ago. You know, he did go on this little side train. Well, you know, th- there's some people who are scared that I'm back because yeah. they know that they're dealing with the best in the world or, you yeah. know, he drops some, some the best in the world. You know, hasn't been in WWE in 10 years. Right. Yeah. And and so um, th- there was these moments where he wove in and out. I have no doubt that, that I, I think to summarize what you said, um, I think that we're going to have to slowly turn up the heat to get back to the sure. CM Punk that that we all know and love just because he's feeling emotions uh, uh, to your point. It sounds like him and, and Triple H have buried the hatchet. Um, you know, we can get into a, a time whenever appropriate to talk about some of Triple H's comments and in, in yeah. the press conference. Um, but Triple H had some some wise things to say. And it took me back to uh, took me back to um, not to get sidetracked, but uh, Vince McMahon on the on the Stone Cold podcast when WWE was producing it, you know, eight, 10 years ago, whenever it was. And, and Vince McMahon was asked directly about, uh, CM Punk. And, and at the time, this was right after, um, Punk was released, got the papers on his wedding day. We all know the story. Yep. yep. And, and Vince apologized to Punk live, you know, on the air, but then also said, you know, I hope one day he comes back. And, and he said, this company and me are not about, burning bridges and he named people he said hogan's come back yeah the ultimate warriors come back and he he rattled off a few others that escaped me in this moment um but but i think time does fix a lot of things and and i think we're seeing um you know not to make it all love and unicorns and rainbows but we're we're seeing people grow up yeah uh, on both sides yeah, on the sure. company side and on the cm punk side and just saying hey you know what you know, the fans are more important. Wrestling is more important. Let's do some business and, let, and let's make it matter. Well, and I think, too, that, uh, you know, I think we're going to see a lot of this same type. Of, this is just one promo that, from what I understand, was cut short because of the main event. So this is just one promo. I, I bet we we see more of this type of promo in the foreseeable future. I mean that by saying in the next few episodes of whatever he's on, whether it be SmackDown or, or Raw. And I, I don't know what that's going to look like, but I wonder if that's not the direction they go because the best time to have... 
have him turn into that face I was talking about, that's much like a, a stone cold baby face, would be for Seth just to come out and confront him. Enough of this crap. You know, you didn't think this place was home all this time ago. And that's where they get into it. Uh, not to write a script for him, but I think that may, that's when we start seeing the quote unquote real punk. Uh, we've got more of CM Punk to talk about coming up a little bit later on here in the show, including speculation on what we believe could be next. And it will be pure speculation. We'll talk about that here in just a bit. But um, do you know who wasn't there for Punk's historic return on WWE Raw, on Monday Night Raw? That was Triple H and the CEO, Nick Khan. Those two were busy in L.A. negotiating television rights deals, perceivably for the Raw brand. We know that SmackDown is coming to the USA Network in 2024. NXT is going to the CW. What do you anticipate the announcement being for Monday Night Raw whenever that does happen, Michael? You know, your guess is as good as mine yeah, at this sure. point. They're, they're playing musical chairs with yep. all these channels. Um, and ownerships, too. Who owns yep. what channel? Yeah. Yep. And not only that, uh, I think it'll be interesting. There's not... Unless they do something real weird, like they jump back over to sci-fi or something like they did for a hot minute, like there's not too many huge players left yeah. that aren't already in the pro wrestling game. Yeah. And so it'll be interesting to see where it lands. But, you know, I hate to not answer your question, but uh, your, your guess is as good as mine. Well, that's my answer, too. I did see a post today. This was just a, a random Facebook post that uh, was speculating that TNT was a major bidder for the show right now. And it's not the first time that I've actually seen that. If that were true, what happens to AEW Collision? There's no way. Those two shows coexist on the same channel, is there? I, I don't think so. I don't. I don't know how you possibly could. I don't um, think WWE lets that happen. No, I don't think so. But I mean, Collision mm -hmm. of uh, of uh, all things would probably be the one on the the chopping block, and uh, you know, there's just a lot of other things to do um, than watch Collision. No offense, AEW. My bad. But, Very true. But, it's, it's just a lot of TV. And it's a Saturday it's a, night. And why yeah. why run it the entire college football season and then pull it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see. I think I think we're going to see a lot of musical chairs of channels and mm -hmm. shows and and a lot of things happening here soon. I bet you're right. You know, stay on that AEW train for a moment. Their top guy, their heavyweight champion, one with the triple B, MJF has dislocated his hip. He did that following an elbow drop from the top rope to the floor against Jay White at full gear. But he also has a torn labrum in his left shoulder. Needless to say, pretty banged up, and he has a match set for World's End coming up on December 30th. Michael, how do you go into a match? Let's just, just working with somebody else, not 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 suspending our disbelief and saying, oh, Samoa Joe's gonna beat him up. He was gonna beat him up anyway, but now that he's got a hurt hip, I'm just saying, how do you work with a, a hip that pops in and out of place and a shoulder that is torn, especially against somebody like uh, uh, some guy like Samoa Joe? The two words that come to mind are very carefully <laughs> <laughs> and trust. Um, how about that one? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the labrum, from what I've read, is yeah. moderate. 
okay. you know, I think they've deemed that he's safe with it um, to some extent. I don't know how you function if your hip screwed up, whether whether in that match it comes out of place or not. The fact that it already did, you're you're milking that thing, feeling sore and not great for a while. And so, you know, he's a tough dude. Lots of love to him. But, man, I don't know how you pull it off. I really don't. I'll tell you, if I lay wrong on the couch and my hip hurts, I'm, I'm done for the day. Much less jump off the top rope and land on somebody on the floor yeah. dislocating it. That, that is brutal. I, I hope he uh, hope he recovers soon, and I am anxious to see that match and see how that goes. I predict right now we're going to have a new champion. He just needs to lay off of it a little bit, chill for a little while, and what a great match they'll have coming back and, and hopefully him winning it. We'll see. More from AEW here, and it came to us in the form of a Twix. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. She says this, MJF, live promo time, Seven minutes. Christian Cage, live promo time, 10 minutes. All of 2023, AEW Dynamite, Britt Baker, live promo time, zero minutes. If this was a standalone tweet, I would maybe say, okay, this this girl just kind of has a, a bug up her butt about something, but it's not just a, a single tweet that went out. It, it comes on the heels of many, many complaints of the time that women are given on AEW programming. Does a tweet like this from arguably your your biggest women's wrestler in AEW move the needle at all for Tony? That I don't know. Here's, here's what I will say. We have seen over time mid-card women in any promotion mm -hmm. complain about what they are or are not doing. And not because they're women, but because of their tangible, viewable talent in the ring or lack thereof. Sure. You shrug it off because it's like there's a reason you're not on TV. Yeah. In Britt Baker's case, that's not it. <laughs> you know, uh, Britt Baker is one of the best, you know, women's wrestlers on the planet today. For real. Not, not to mention the character work uh, that she does as well. So when there's a shot across the bow like this, my hope is that you would take it seriously. Um, not even uh, in terms of, um, you know, women have to, you know, rule the, the time slots because that's not what's being asked. Um, so how, how Tony reacts to that, I don't know, but it sounds like you got to do something gotta do something i mean she's she put it out there and got a lot i mean you saw we had it up on the screen a lot of likes and really a lot of bookmarks people saving this to see what happens later and to come back to it and uh, and reference it so i'll be anxious to see where this goes in weeks to come hopefully sooner than later michael you have something for us in the vault this week i'm excited to watch what you got well since we're already on topic this week it seemed absolutely fitting to bring you what I believe is CM Punk's greatest match in the WWE. Uh, you know, some this match for some might be very, very familiar um, because it is referenced a lot um, in his career. Yeah. For others, being that it was over 10 years ago, um, maybe it's not as familiar. But what I want to bring to you is um, John Cena versus CM Punk at Money in the Bank 2011. Okay. Um, you know, 
what we see in this match is not only a barn burner of a match, but it came with this very interesting storyline. You can't say it's never been done before because there's probably nothing new under the pro wrestling sun. Sure, yeah. But this had very interesting stakes to it. Uh, CM Punk was challenging John Cena, the existing WWE champion. But the interesting note was at 12 midnight after the Money in the Bank pay-per-view on Sunday, CM Punk's WWE contract was set to expire and he said, I am not coming back. And so that night, um, all this anticipation, uh, you know, what's going to happen? Surely John Cena is going to win it, but CM Punk is red hot. What's going to happen? You're watching this match in just, just anticipation, not knowing what's going to happen. Then these two guys just literally burn the place down in terms of putting on a captivating match. And something that you don't see too often is John Cena losing clean to the best in the world, CM Punk. But that, it doesn't stop there. Uh, CM Punk is, is celebrating and, um, rejoicing in this moment. You know, the commentators are like, oh man, what's going to happen? Uh, all of a sudden, Vince McMahon comes out, hell-bent to make sure that CM Punk doesn't go home and not come back with his championship, the WWE sure. championship. And um, Vince, I'm not going to spoil the whole thing, but Vince tries multiple tactics to make sure that Punk does not leave with that championship. But nonetheless, CM Punk blows a kiss to Vince McMahon <laughs> exits the crowd through the crowd yeah. with the WWE championship jumps in a car out uh, leaves through the lobby jumps in a car drives home with the WWE championship um, that would jumpstart a series of um, matches with multiple different people that would ultimately lead us to what is dubbed the the summer of punk or the year of punk um, in which uh, his now broken record of 434 days as WWE champion, yeah. uh, you know, kicked off. There is so much dense uh, wrestling history that happens uh, 2011 through 2013. So many great matches, huge feuds with CM Punk. I want to challenge you guys, go get on the WWE Network. Wow, I just said WWE Network. Get on Peacock. <laughs> and- we do, uh, now, to be fair, we do have uh, several viewers over in the UK, and that is where there you, you watch it if they're there. So There you go. You weren't um, wrong. <laughs> jump on Peacock or the WWE Network, depending on where you're watching. Yep. Check out Money in the Bank 2011. Okay. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Just absolute phenomenal match. If you need a reminder what that is, we have it under the heading The Vault. In the description of this episode. I can't wait to go watch that one. Uh, the wrestling world is growing. Shout out to Sammy Guevara and his wife, Ty Mello. They uh, welcomed their new baby girl into the world this week, Luna. Also, same goes for Alexa Bliss and Ryan Cabrera. They welcomed a baby girl, too. Congrats to both couples. And I, uh, I anticipate training should start um, here in a couple weeks. Yep. I would think for, uh, for both of those girls. All right. We do have more punk to talk about. 
It's the biggest thing in wrestling this week. And for many weeks to come, I, I predict, especially when it comes to what's next. A lot of speculation going to be going out. We're going to see some of that unfold. So, Michael, I'm going to invite you to start this one now through WrestleMania 40. What do you see happening for CM Punk? That's real tough because to be quite honest with you, there's a lot to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, I but it'll be here before we know it. That's the it, thing. It, it will yeah. be. It will be. I mean, we're we're already uh, uh, we're we're either in December or creeping on December. I have no idea what day it is. <laughs> we're uh, in December but, for uh, sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, I'll remind and, you before Christmas. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. You know. um, it seems like. Um, him and Seth are probably going to go at it first. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how long that goes because th there could be some massive legs to that. Mm -hmm. Man, do we visit Cody? Man, does he get fed to Roman Reigns? Uh, does he does he grab the World Heavyweight Championship? Man, I don't know. Okay, but so there's a. Let me ask you this. And I don't mean to interrupt you, but I want to. Add, I want to start with one. I want to start with with let's say Seth because that's where we see smoke coming at least immediately. Roman Reigns hasn't addressed CM Punk coming back. Clearly, Seth Rollins has. Say they they feud. Does that go from now all the way through WrestleMania forty? Do they? Does the match not happen until WrestleMania forty? Or do do you see Punk doing like a uh, a Royal Rumble, winning it and picking Seth? You know, I don't know. Um, I would think uh, the fact that Seth has the title right now complicates it because even though the beef's there, it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense for him to have a non-title matchup because no. that doesn't happen as often. Yeah. Um, but you could see Seth going, you don't get a shot at this unless you win the Royal Rumble. That could sure. be a thing. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but I, I think it could be a one-off thing at a December PLE. Mm -hmm. I think it could be a, um, a three matches that, that that need the rubber match, you know? Yep. And, uh, you know, because that would take us to the pay-per-view uh, before WrestleMania, um, if I'm counting them right. Which and I believe then, is Elimination Chamber, Perth, Australia. I believe so. Yeah. Um, so, but then... Where's the buildup to being able to do something for Mania, assuming he's on the Mania card? Right. I don't think you do that match <laughs> before WrestleMania. But also, I mean, I think that right now that's where the, the, the smoke is. But now I'm going to give you another scenario. You've got history with one person in particular, and that is CM Punk and the wise man, Paul Heyman, who just happens to be with Roman Reigns. Although nothing has been said about Roman, how do you see a path where that becomes a conflict. And I see that there could be, listen, Royal Rumble gives you the path to both of those. It gives you a path to go and uh, taking on CM, uh, taking on uh, Seth Rollins or taking on uh, Roman Reigns. There's stories for both. There's beef over here with Seth Rollins. There is a, a history and a, and a battle of, of, you know, time together with he and, and Paul Heyman, they have a history together. So is that what happens to Roman Reigns title reign is that Paul Heyman turns on Roman Reigns and sides with CM Punk. That could be an end to that. But if you do that, are we just forgetting about Cody Rhodes? There's a lot you, to think through here. You know, and, and this is the thing that I always have to remind myself of. 
Cody's beef is not with Roman Reigns. Right. Cody is trying to finish the story, and that does not have to involve Roman Reigns. And, it and that's the thing that, that, that we have to remember. Yeah. So, you know, let's let's play that out for a minute. You know, we hear rumors that, you know, dropping, you know, kayfabe for a minute, that they want Roman Reigns to be the longest reigning champion of all time, right. short of Bruno, Bruno San Martino, which is kind of impossible if you think about it. Um, but uh, if that's the case, Roman still has to carry the title most of next year. Right. Um, and so uh, with that said, it would be quite the shame to feed CM Punk to Roman Reigns to have CM Punk lose when arguably, you know, that that's within just a few short months of his return. And when you're the the most watched social media event, when you're that person. Yeah. I don't know that that person should be fed to Roman Reigns. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you have a Roman Reigns caliber level star yep. that that is just elsewhere on the roster. Yep. So as, as great as that would be, I can't believe that would be anything before potentially SummerSlam next year. Well, and here's something else, too, that could, that could be a factor in all this. If you go the Roman Reigns route and you go the the Paul Heyman route and you, you make Paul Heyman a factor, you now bring in a third member, and that's Brock Lesnar. And what I wouldn't – I mean, how crazy would it be to see Paul Heyman with three guys staring at him going, which one are you going to pick? What's up, bro? <laughs> Which side are you on? You've got one to pick. You can't be on all three. Let's go here. All right. So let's go through some scenarios. You've got uh, CM Punk uh, perceivably could be winning the Royal Rumble because that would give him access to pick uh, who he wants to battle for a title. And that would give him either Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns. And there's stories on both sides. A true heat perceivably with Seth Rollins, a storyline with uh, the wise man um, or the, uh, I can't remember what CM Punk would call Paul Heyman, but whatever he was, I think he probably just called him a manager. He's old school. He's a wrestler. Uh, That manager. I'm going to throw another thing in here. It's because I just heard about it before we got on and I didn't say anything to you about it. I'm going to throw this one in the mix. CM Punk and Stone Cold Steve Austin, because there's smoke here as well. In fact, Fightful Select reported this on Thursday. They uh, said this, Fightful Select has learned that upon CM Punk's return to WWE this past Saturday, there were several in the company pushing for the possibility of CM Punk to take on Stone Cold Steve Austin. So much so that we're told that Punk has even had discussions about the possibility As of now, we're told many in WWE are hopeful and even optimistic that the match could finally be put together. I have a jacket on right now, and I've already read this once before, but I've never said it out loud, and I have chills. For me, that's yeah. the winner. That's what you do for WrestleMania 40. You, I don't know what you do with Seth Rollins. I think you do Cody. Because, uh, listen, I don't think... I know, I'm just speaking for myself. And, and you tell me what you think about this. I can't wait 
any longer for Cody to finish this story. We're in 2023 and we tweet and we Instagram and whatever we said yesterday is is a moot point today because things change so quickly. We've waited so long to see Cody finish his story. You have to do it at 40. I think that that has to happen. And however it happens and however we get there, I don't care. I just want to see Cody Rhodes take on Roman Reigns in the main event of night number two and walk out of there the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. That leaves everything else up in the air. And man, I like this one. What about you? You know, I I think you're right. We either have to eliminate Cody from the equation of Roman Reigns through WrestleMania. Yep. You know, if it's not his time yet, you got to keep a football field between him and Roman Reigns. No pun intended. If, Lincoln Financial. <laughs> <laughs> um, if if Cody gets fed to Roman Reigns again, it takes all the steam out of the story. Yeah. Him it's losing over. the first time, totally palatable. Totally palatable. Disappointing, but palatable. But palatable. Agreed. Um, a second time, that's a no-go. And so um, it, it, it's tough. Uh, and, and I have to zoom out. Uh, bear with me for a minute. We are back to an age in professional wrestling where we cannot even fantasy book something because there are so many great players in the game. Yep. Can I get an amen from the choir? Lost? Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, it's it just such a great time to be a pro yeah. wrestling fan. And so what, what I do know is that WrestleMania is going to be lit this year. And when you look at just simply five years ago, when it was, you know, Roman versus Brock 17, and and it just seemed to be, you know, the, the card just felt very stale for one reason or another. And you look where we are now, man, and just not even being able to put the pieces together because you don't know who will work with who. Man, just so cool. Listen, we're going to take as much as we love it and uh, this dream match. We're going to take that off the table for our question this week. So I want to ask you this. In our question of the week, who would you rather see at WrestleMania 40? Is it Cody, Seth, Punk, Reigns, or is it Cody, Reigns, Punk, Seth? You pick, let us know, find that question on our Instagram at Podcast. chime in, and we'll share your responses next week here on the show. Michael, having the chance to talk punk today, has that, uh, has that let you come down from the high of the week, or did that just elevate you back up? No, dude, it's, it's such an exciting thing yeah. when, and again, you know, I've talked a lot about um, where this time frame you know, when during his last run fell with my age and, and different things like that, very yeah. special time for me in life. And so um, very, very cool to see this coming full circle. And I know I'm not the only one and I didn't follow him in OVW. I didn't follow him in Ring of Honor. You know, I didn't I wasn't watching him, you know, climbing from ceilings in barns, you know, wherever he, I think it was in uh, Kentucky or something like that. Uh, So there are plenty of other diehard fans more than me, but man, this has just, it has been a long time since I can say that professional wrestling made my week. 
Yeah. And, and it really did. Um, just such a, a special time where I just felt like a kid again. And, and it's just the, it's, it's invaluable. Um, that feeling that, that pro wrestling can give you. So, so no, this has only, you know, re-energized me and I'm just excited to see, uh, you know, when he's going to be on TV next. Yeah. Everybody's talking about CM Punk, everybody, but Tony Khan, that's going to do it for us this week for Michael Clavin. I'm the Ant-Man and we'll see you next week on the Wrestle Chat Podcast. of Tom Brady Stole the Show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.